with me, please? Father, we thank you for your grace upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, and your mercy. Help us to be great recipients of your grace, that we might in turn give that to a world in need in the same way that we have need. Be glorified in the preaching of your word, I pray, God, that you would speak to your people, encourage their hearts, and be lifted high. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. It's about this time of year that I really uh, enjoy just keep saying Merry Christmas to people uh, because it's just, it's kind of annoying, I think, to people, and and I kind of like giving them a little hard time, and they say Merry Christmas, and they're like, yeah, that's weird, and I'm like, well, no, it's 12 days, and they're like, what are you doing? And then I tell them about Anglicanism, and I tell them about what it means. It's the 12 days of Christmas, and we wind up telling people kind of the story, a little bit of Christmas by way of saying Merry Christmas to people. And it's, it's interesting because story plays a role in, in pretty much everything that we do. If I asked you uh, how, how, how your Christmas was, how, how did it go, you will tell me a story. You'll say, oh, well, we did this, and we did this, and we did this. And I'll say, oh, how was your weekend? And you'll say, oh, well, I did this, and I did this. And you'll tell, you'll tell a story. And we are really people of story. We don't think of it that way, but we, we tell stories all the time. And some of the stories are fantastic. If you are a fisherman, some of your stories are lies, and we know. But other people, you know, will just tell stories about, like, what our lives are like and what it means to be us and, and what our own experiences are. And some people kind of hold them to themselves and, and choose not to tell their stories. And some people will tell um, the same story over and over, and other people choose never to share. But story is a part of what it means to be human. And we just heard a powerful story in, in, first, in John 1. It's a story about what God has chosen to do in Jesus Christ. And it, it's amazing because it's a story about a God who chose to be vulnerable. When you think about this, it's madness in pretty much every way. When you think about someone who says, I'm coming to be your savior, vulnerability is not the first word that comes to mind. And yet, that's what we see. It's a God who chose to become a baby, a baby human, which is like vulnerable and pitiful mammal infant, you know, just kind of needy. If you think about human babies, they, they can't do anything. They just kind of lay there. It's a little strange when you look at all of the animal kingdom. They can't get their own food. They cry. And they do other things. Which is why Amy always changed the diapers. But anyways, they can't even crawl. They can't get away from danger. It takes months for them just to lift their heads. They're really, really strange and vulnerable that way. Because if you look at the rest of the animal kingdom, I mean, if a giraffe is born on the desert plains, hits the, the dirt, you know, kind of flies up, and, and pretty soon the baby giraffe gets up and starts walking. And it's within hours, sometimes within minutes. And if a baby is born in the ocean, such as a porpoise or other things, they're swimming instantaneously. They're ready to go. But not humans. Humans are dependent in every way 
and helpless and vulnerable. And that is who God chose to become. And it comes, the word vulnerable comes from the Latin, which I don't know, but it's cool. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Vulnerabilis. It means, it means able to be wounded. Able to be wounded. Woundable. That's not the first thing I think of when I think about God and the inbreaking into human history and the rescue of our souls by his goodness and his grace and his mercy. But he chose the way of vulnerability. And this story goes forth, and it has been going forth, and it continues to go forth in and through God's people. And we, we celebrate this story that God became one of us and became one of these vulnerable, big-headed, unable-to-crawl things. A little baby. It's fascinating. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. He became one of us. He chose to be vulnerable, so he couldn't fend for himself. He was dependent on his mother's milk and a manger for a bed with animals. He was vulnerable to human beings, vulnerable to time and space, vulnerable to no vacancy signs, and travel restrictions, government whims, weather and human relationships. He was vulnerable to, to loving and being hurt and to being judged and misunderstood. And he was vulnerable to being betrayed. And this is how God decided to enter into human history. It's a crazy story. And John tells a story about this God who is setting things right by way of being vulnerable. Not powerful, not riding horses and chariots in and stomping people out of existence, but being completely vulnerable. And John, in telling his story, tells another story about another guy named John, which, if you didn't know, there's the Gospel writer John and the Baptist John, two different people. So he tells a story about John the Baptist, whose life then is caught up in this vulnerability story that, that he's telling about God. And he's saying John is coming, but John is not the light. John is the one who's going to testify of the light. He's coming before Jesus, and he's going to share a story about what God is doing. He came to give witness to the light. And how does he do it? He does it by telling the story of God and his people in Israel. Story upon story upon story. And why is that important? Well, because story connects us. How many times have you told a story to somebody and then had them tell their story on top of your story, but it's a little bit better usually? Right? I went one time fishing, caught a fish this big. Oh, yeah, I remember I went fishing and I caught a fish this big. And, you know, so on and so on. But what happens is, is when we tell a story, we connect with those around us. And there's points of intersection where they go, hey, wait, I've, I've done that too. Or I can identify with you because of what you said, what you said you experienced. 
stories link us together. And John is telling a story about Jesus and the work of God and the story of a man named John. And he says it's about the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning. And so he's telling this story that all things were made through him, and he means everyone, and that his life is the light of all mankind, and he means every mankind, every person. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There's nothing that can overcome the Word. And John came to give witness to that light. It's a witness to everyone. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, which is all of us. So John is actually telling the story of all of us. He's telling Christ's story, and he's telling John's story, but he's telling the story of humankind. And those of us with ears to hear, as we read that first part, we can, we can hear it. This is my story too. I'm, I'm caught up in this story. That somehow my origin is here. And somehow this God who came to be with mankind came to be with you and with me. And John writes about John, which gets a little confusing, as to be the witness for Jesus. And we too then get to be caught up in that story of being witnesses for Christ. It means that we would then tell our story. Of God in our lives. It means we get to use our words. In the beginning was the word. And I'm not saying. That actions aren't powerful. But I'm saying to you in this sermon. You get to use your words. To tell your story. It's often that Christians say. Well I don't, I don't like to share my faith. I don't like to tell people about Jesus. Because you never know how they're going to react. And I would say well that's, that is true. And so I, I just like to use my actions. Not this morning. Not today. The impossible has happened. The incomprehensible has occurred. God has become flesh and dwelt among us on our behalf. And he's caught us up in the story of his redemptive work here and now. And just like John we get to tell the story of God in us. We get to become vulnerable, able to be wounded, because he was vulnerable and able to be wounded. And over the years of ministry, I've heard people say things like, well, I don't like to tell people about Jesus because, and they fill in the blank. And you've all said them too, because I have too. We're similar. I don't want to get rejected. I don't want people to think I'm weird. I don't want to put my job at risk. I don't want to lose friendships. I don't want to lose family members. Fill in the blank. We're vulnerable. We're unable to control the outcomes of what might happen if we share the story that God has given us and is writing in us. We're vulnerable to rejection and humiliation, and scorn, and betrayal, and disbelief, and any number of things. And we choose not to take up the power that the world would want us to have, to be super intelligent, to have names of prosperity, to do all these things that would make us feel powerful and not vulnerable. 
God says, I, you know what? I'm going to become an infant. We too have to choose being powerless in telling our stories. Because the gospel doesn't go forth with money and power and privilege and status and education and reputation. The gospel goes forth in vulnerability. In the stories of fragile, hypocritical, mercy-filled people. It isn't through perfection that the gospel goes forward. But through imperfect people telling the story of God in them. And what he has done in and through them. God is writing his story in you. It is your privilege to share that story with those around you. Now our stories make us vulnerable in in every way. They make us vulnerable, which is the beauty of God using this method bring the best news in the world to bear in people's lives. So so think about it. What is God's story in you? What, What were you like before? Can you remember? What are you like now? And where is your future? And what does that mean to you? has God done for you? And why does it matter? And while many of us would want to take the opportunity to share love with people, which is good and right and holy, please don't stop doing that. There's also a sense where in in the way that John brings this thing, he says the word became flesh, the actual speaking of God, the language means something to God, that we would actually use our words to tell people about the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And for some of us, we think, well, that's not a big deal. For others, it's really, really scary. It feels like the equivalent of being an infant on the plains of the Sahara Desert, wondering, where are they? I'm, I'm going to get creamed here. And at the same time, we know that that's who God is, That's who God was and who he will continue to be. And he will be with us as we tell his story in us. And the beautiful part about this is you can't get it wrong. This is your story. And this is God's story in you. So it doesn't have to be a good story. It doesn't have to be better than anybody else's story. Your fish doesn't have to be bigger than somebody else's fish. You don't have to say, well, my life was so terrible before Jesus and and make your life up into something that somebody else's life was. But you just tell your story because your story's not over yet. It's still being written. And you get to share about what that looks like and invite people to meet you and intersect with you in the story that God is writing in and through you now. So, We get to be this vulnerable storytelling people by virtue of this infant who was born on our behalf. And we get to tell that story and we get to tell what he's doing in our lives now. So when we sing things like, 
Go tell it on the mountain. Go do it. Go do it. There's already people who God has brought to mind in your mind about who he wants you to share with. Ask him for the words. Pray that God would give you wisdom to know when to speak. But speak and share what God has done in Jesus Christ and the story that he continues to write in and through you. Amen? Amen. Amen.